0: Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Big Mood, the podcast about teenagers for everybody. Two things, if my voice sounds a little bit echoey, or if you hear people having a genuinely delightful time, that's because we're recording today's episode in the conference room of our favorite local coffee shop, Amix Well. And it also just so happens to be their third birthday. So I have bought a handful of stickers that they're selling for like 50 cents. Amazing, my desktop, my desktop, my (laughs) desktop. (laughs) I don't even have a desktop. (laughs) My laptop is decked out. That's what. That's where I was going with that lap deck. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we've never recorded here before, so I'm super excited. I'm here today with Chloe, a Batesville senior. Chloe and I have known each other for quite a long time. I've had Chloe in class, and then most recently, Chloe has been a cadet teacher for me, um, which means that she gets to do all the little things that I don't really want to do, um, which I'm very thankful for. So, Chloe, what are we here to talk about today?
1: We're here to talk about space!
0: Space! Space! I'm so excited to talk about space. When we first brought up this topic, I was like, what? Because (laughs) all my other topics are like gun safety and like mental health and all these things. But I'm actually really excited about today's topic because... It's not necessarily as serious, quote-unquote, yeah. but I think I think we're going to have some good discussions. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely.
0: So if you had to define what space is, like textbook definition, what would you say?
1: Um, textbook definition of outer space is defined as the physical universe beyond the Earth's atmosphere, which is, atmosphere is made of four levels, it's a lot of science-y mojo. Thanks, Google. But um, outer space really is just what's outside Earth. I mean, of course, Earth is surrounded by the atmosphere that keeps, you know, all the gases in, and it's fully being destroyed because of global warming. Thanks, humanity. Called out. <laughs> Calling out capitalism. At
0: humanity. <laughs> At humanity.
1: You're screwing everything up. <laughs> but no, like, um, outside the atmosphere, there's outer space, and it's just infinite. It's a hum- it's a mass. Like, it's just there it's mm-hmm. out there it's yeah. infinite there is no end to outer space like, the universe goes on forever and ever and ever like so
0: is it called space because it's just made of a bunch of space
1: if i had a snare drum and a cymbal i would hit it right now <laughs> oh i'm editing that i am for
2: sure <laughs> <laughs> <But I'm> t- <laughs> oh yikes
1: I, I guess like honestly it kind of is because the textbook definition of space in itself is a continuous era era, area area i swear i can english or expanse that is free available or unoccupied and that's really what outer space is it's a vacuum there's just stars Mm -hmm. and gas and stuff that could probably kill us but you know it's it's gorgeous. I love space. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why? Like, when did you start loving space? Tell me everything.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so... My... Also,
0: I must know. Okay, so... Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm the worst interviewer. <laughs> so, at first, I was like, oh, like, I hope that that Chloe wears your Miss... Like, I was hoping that you wear your Miss Frizzle dress, even though it's freezing <laughs> outside, because it's so appropriate. Yeah. But then I noticed the yes. NASA shirt. Yes. I know. I got this
1: at Cracker Barrel. Like, I've only been to Cracker Barrel uh, once... A- once in my life. I've been to Cracker Barrel once, and I got an access shirt. Mm. And my
0: was two like, loves, Space and Cracker Barrel. Cracker <laughs>
1: Barrel? Yes, sponsor me, Cracker Barrel.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is not sponsored. <laughs> uh, okay, so tell me everything. How did you fall in love with Space?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, so my grandpa is a huge, like, science nerd. I think that's where I got everything from him. He, like lives out in the middle of the boondocks in Holton, indiana so he has and they have a huge property so my grandpa would just constantly be doing crazy stuff um he built himself his own observatory out of plywood and then got like a really expensive telescope to keep out there and Mm -hmm. he studies space i mean my grandpa's like off the walls he liked space and like physics and it's like so funny because he didn't he's never gone to college he was Mm -hmm. he's half native american his father was so like he never went to college or anything like that. he went in the military but he's like so obsessed with like science and space I'm just crazy like yeah. throwing stuff off the roof for the fun of it <laughs> and he got me these farmer's almanacs well for kids but not the adult versions I mean I definitely would steal them from him if I could but he got me these like farmer's almanacs for kids and they had a space section in them and I would just study the space section because I was just so fascinated by space and he he got me I've had one telescope in my life and it was like my prized possession and it was a gift from my grandfather. Mm -hmm. So my grandfather really got me started on space. And my parents... kind of encouraged my love of not just space but science in general they like saw oh we have a kid who's like obsessed with science and technology and they didn't like shame me for it they encouraged it and they encouraged me to get out there and do science and they would like um only one we would like watch episodes of the magic school bus and yeah. like i would i watched that religiously it's and the i surprised that's me but yeah like i watched that religiously i had like the video games i was op like i have the like yeah. the Boston space video game it was it's That's off awesome. tier.
0: Oh, have you seen the the '90s movie of Lost in Space?
1: I have not. Um, I need to watch that.
0: Danger Will Robinson. It's so cheesy, I, but so is good. Is it on Netflix? Um, it was recently because they just came out with a new series. And so I think the original movie might have been on there. But there's a scene with like a CGI. It's like the first CGI animal ever, I think. Because it like looks like a cartoon, but you can tell that it's more 3D. It's oh so gosh. rough. I, and she's like, I love this alien monkey. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like the Nickelodeon monkey, you know. He's like, Ha, I'm Paul. And he has like three <laughs> eyes, cute. which sums up my entire childhood. <laughs> yes, that's literally all I heard from ages like five to 13. <laughs> it's like so
1: monkey yeah. oh my gosh i'll have to like watch that i i remember that like do really, like gosh i'll have to like i hope that that's my like yeah. we well,
0: mentioned um magic school bus yeah. should we tell the people about our magic school bus adventure oh,
1: in this week? <laughs> yes 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 uh,
0: spark notes edition spark notes edition
1: uh-huh. um we went on a field trip to, over to for sales, and we got to go to the courthouse. And we knew one of the guys who was on trial.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> still getting over that. Uh,
1: we went to, we went to prison. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds so bad out of context. We went to prison. I know.
0: My students were like, uh, when I got back, they were like, you're kind of in a mood. And I was like, I was in jail all morning. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> been a weird day. It's, it
1: was claustrophobic yeah. and like the lighting it was just. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was really like we took a field trip to the jail because yeah. we just read the story Twelve Angry Men, and this was a class that chloe was cadet teaching in so she came kind of as like a teacher role kind of yeah. as cool um and yeah we went to the jail and watched inmates just kind of hang out It was very odd
1: they were just walking around shirtless what was it what did you say like i was what did
0: yeah, you yeah well say? they this guy started <laughs> taking off his shirt and i was like please don't take off anything else like i'm with like 15 year olds here this is not gonna be a good time I know. it
1: was it was so claustrophobic it was just that yeah. Fear. fear yeah
0: <laughs> um but anyway it sounds like a lot of your passion for well it sounds like there's kind of two things like one it was family like yeah. your grandfather which i love when like we get our passions from people who like love us and, and care about us yeah. but then it also sounds like just like the media as a whole like magic school bus or lost in space like media has kind of influenced mm-hmm. that as Dep- well which definitely. i think is really cool like yeah. pop
2: culture
1: yeah i, I, I i'm really kind of blessed like grew up in the era that i lived like, That i was like Born in 2001. That was, like, the turn of the millennial Mm -hmm. and millennial millennium. And, like, that, along with being, like, raised... And you wouldn't expect it, but, like, being raised in the trailer park where, like, we were perpetually stuck in the 90s. I mean, I think that kind of helped a little bit because that 90s, I was watching Bill Nye and Magic School Bus because that was not what was on TV. Like, I watched PBS Kids. And, like, when I got older, like, Cyberspace, which was, like, kind of all the technical stuff. And, like, that's I like... (laughs) It's crazy. Like, I, I... I'm kind of blessed, like, I mean, on one hand, it was kind of unfortunate that I had to grow up in, like, such an environment, but on the other yeah. hand, like, it helped foster my love of space, and, like, I, I, yeah. I, I I'm would you say
0: that, that, like, so I know that we've talked about this before, so, like, growing up in the type of environment you did, like, you were kind of, like, you, like you said, like, stuck in the 90s, would you say that maybe that kind of inspired your awe of, like, the unknown and, like, the out there, because maybe you felt kind of, like, stuck here.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, growing up the tra- like in the trailer park, I mean, there were other kids, but they were either A, I didn't get along with them and I ran them over with power wheels, or they were much older than me, teenagers, yeah. you know? So definitely, like, I did kind of, I guess maybe I did feel kind of isolated. Like, I had friends, but, like, at the same time, there was, like, there's got to be more out there. I mean, there's got to mm-hmm. be more than Sunmen. And even still to this day, like, there's got to be more than just Batesville and in Indiana and just, staring up at the sky and seeing what is out there it's like there's a whole universe out here we we as humans are just we're we can be we're almost insignificant in a way yeah we're small we're ants but at the same time we are part of something that's so massive and so powerful and something that surrounds us we're so insignificant but at the same time we are such a pivotal force we Mm -hmm. took this earth we carved this earth and now we are destroying this earth and Yet out in space, something that we've barely touched just still revolves around us in some perfection of nature. Just, the, something created this. There was some sort of force that created all this around us. And we kind of understand what created it, but at the same time, we don't. And I just, that's fascinating. Yeah. To me that's, there's so much out there.
0: I know. I love that. Like, just like hearing that in your voice, I'm like tearing up <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> Chloe, why are we sad today?
1: because oppie is still missing
0: is oppie your dog
1: I, he he is my baby um <laughs> <laughs> so oppie is the opportunity rover um it was launched on July 7th July 7th 2003 and it landed on mars in, on January 25th of 2003 i think that was supposed to be 2004 my notes are incorrect <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> whoops so <laughs> it's like it's like
0: scout at the beginning of <laughs> the mockingbird
1: <laughs> <and> <Whoops. laughs>
0: hate it
1: that's <laughs> like uh, haunts my nightmares yes.
0: please <laughs> no, it's so scary anyway 2004
1: 2004 thank you um so three weeks after opportunity uh, landed it's cousin not cousin it's twin actually spirit touched down the other side um opportunity rover was only supposed to last about what 60 days on mars mm-hmm. 60 to 90 days and as of 2018 it's he's still going he's still going and he's Basically, his job is just to go around Mars, explore Mars, and just Aww. learn about it. and Just give it... And send information and ask that. And he's... He's this. I don't know why. There's something about human psychology. We can attach the robots. We mm-hmm. get attach to our Roombas, and we name them. But <laughs> for some reason, little Oppie, this... NASA calls him Oppie. Like, I'm not saying yeah no, NASA calls him Oppie. Little Oppie has captured our hearts. He sings happy birthday to himself like every year on oh, his birthday Oh, that is
0: honestly so heartbreaking. Yes. Like, I really want to cry.
1: NASA programmed him with his little computers. He, like, does his computers just right and he beeps out happy birthday to himself. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What so baby. he's
0: missing. What does he, that yes.
1: mean? Yes. So, um, due to the 2018 dust storms on Mars, Opportunity ceased communications on June 10th and entered hibernation on June 12th, 2018. It was hoped that it would reboot once the atmosphere cleared, but it did not, suggesting either a catastrophic failure or that a layer of dust has covered solar panels. So, Oppie, as of right now, is missing on Mars and they don't know where he is.
0: So wait, you're saying that oppie is still exploring or could be just like covered in sand somewhere?
1: Uh, he's, <laughs> he's probably covered in sand somewhere, just Aww. hiding out. I, I'm so sad.
0: Do you think that the... <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to use the word. Do you think that uh, energy or like battery has drained or like of Appi? You know what I'm trying to say? I know she... Or do you think that maybe there's some in store and maybe the sand will blow away and he'll come back?
1: I'm i like, oh gosh, I'm like i so attached as a little buddy. I so know. hopefully it is just dust covering its solar panels and it just can't get the energy to run off solar power. So NASA is oh. hoping that like when the windstorms come around, it's going to blow off the dust and Obi will spring back to life and be like, hi guys, I'm here. But um, I mean, considering that he launched in 2003 and he was only supposed to last about, what, 90 days? I mean, he's very much last out side his mission oh like, yeah like he's quota. kind of
0: outlived his yeah
1: like i uh, i'm just i'm i'm like i'm personally like hoping that opie is ho- opie. <laughs>
0: opie 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 <laughs> opie style <Opie>. oh, <laughs> sorry I hate Dead that beam
1: that beam but uh, i'm i'm really hoping that opie is just covered with us and he'll come back and if he doesn't come back i think february 2019 is what they said NASA's going to go on a rescue mission <gasps> for him they're going to like they're going to try to get oppie. Aww. They're going to try to find oppie because
0: free Oppy. Free
1: oppie. There is actually a hashtag trending on Twitter. It is a uh, oppie phone home.
2: Oh. phone home. Guy. And
1: the well, the uh just in like just today actually, uh, as of November 15th, NASA released that they received a signal from Mars that they were hoping was Oppy, but it was a false positive as of November 15, 2018, oppie is still missing.
0: What if it like what if it was an alien, but they're like, no, 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 it's not Oppie, so we don't care. Like, they were like <laughs> looking for Oppie, so they just totally disregarded I'm gonna it.
1: slide NASA 20 bucks. Tell us about us, the aliens, yeah. please.
0: Speaking of how do you feel about aliens and extraterrestrial life? Like, what's your opinion?
1: Oh, okay. I'm like highly opinionated on this. Yes. I don't believe that there are green men out there, but I do believe that the universe is so truly expansive Mm -hmm. that there is no possible way that in the entire universe, we are the only form of quote unquote intelligent life. I mean, agreed. Yeah. There has to be something out there, even if it's not quote unquote intelligent, even if like, it's just little microorganisms, there's gotta be other life out there. Mm hmm. Like I mean, not in, obviously not in our galaxy or not our solar system. I mean, Earth is the only planet that could inhabit life mm-hmm. at the moment. Mars has shown signs; maybe in the past it could yeah. have, which brings up so many conspiracy theories. But we're not here to talk about conspiracy <laughs> theories. But um, why?
0: Why not? Why
1: not? <laughs> David Bowie is the life on Mars. But <laughs> but I mean, definitely there's got to be with how infinite the universe is. Yeah. There's something out there.
0: It's almost like like how limiting like I know that it sounds silly to be like I believe in aliens like you're right little green men yeah, no. that's just popular fiction but how limiting is it of like the human brain to be like I don't believe that any other life exists like yeah. because it's so so broad and and expansive how can you not at least like imagine that yeah, you know like
1: definitely and I I think when people talk about aliens is the fact they think about like intelligent life and green men but in reality life is just any sort of organism that's capable of functioning on its own, like shrimp. Shrimp are a form of life, and they're tiny. Yeah. Plankton are a form of life. So when I say aliens, like, or NASA says, like, extraterrestrial life, it's not these super intelligent microorganisms. It could just be microorganisms. It's all, right. It could be. Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's
0: why the fact that, like, we could be, you know, like, water on Mars is such kind of, like, we're kind of, it's kind of a race to, to find yeah. that. And to find something that's alive is because we're not going to find, you know, an underwater, like, lab or, like, yeah. an underground lab on Mars front that the aliens are running. But yeah. if we find something, that is, that will be a massive breakthrough. Definitely. One thing that I really liked on a podcast that I listened to in preparation, because I think space is fascinating, but yeah. I don't know much, <laughs> is that, like, every time we explore it, we get answers to things that we didn't even know know we could ask. So like, we're answering questions that we didn't even know we could ask because mm-hmm. it's just so infinite. And so like, you know, we send out, um, you know, uh, uh, something into space to Probes. explore. Yes. Thank you. A probe. And it finds things that, that we had no context for finding, whether yeah. that's something physical or something in rotation to like location rotate in, um, <laughs> Whether that's physical or um, related to like location, they're finding things uh, that are so so much bigger than what we we thought we would find. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I I adore that just the fact that space—you never know what's out there because we haven't explored it nearly enough. I mean, we we have we are far from conquering outer space. It is mm-hmm. truly you know... Something, I'm trying to think of the word there I'm looking for. Like what the is, final
0: frontier. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. It was truly
1: the final frontier. And it's just so ma- ma- massive or massive that like we haven't even touched the surface of it. So yeah. every time we go out there and explore it more and more, we're going to learn new things. Things that we, as you said, that we didn't even think to ask. I just, I find that fascinating that so many answers are hidden out there. We mm-hmm. just need to strive to find them.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think that space is fascinating. I also kind of have like a moral dilemma because so I think it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on this, like with the fact that space is so expensive oh, and definitely. so the fact that like governments spend so much money to send people to space, but then there are people you know in the world who where that money could probably be better used like do you have thoughts on that
1: oh definitely i I adore sp- space exploration and learning more about the galaxy but and mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we do have a budget, and there are people who truly do need that money. And mm-hmm. I I adore space. I love space. I, if I had the possibility, I would love to you know, go into space someday. Yes. Oh, what was the name of the teacher that tried to go into space? From here? No, no, not from here, not oh. here. Um, on the Challenger. The Challenger. Oh, I don't know. Oh, gosh. I have, to, I have my computer right here. Challenger. I do believe it was the Challenger. But years ago, I think it was in the 80s or 90s, um, Challenger explosion, yes. Back in Explosion? Yes. Oh, no. The space shuttle Challenger disaster on January 28th, 1986, the NASA shuttle orbiter's mission and the 10th flight of the space shuttle Challenger broke apart 73 seconds into its flight, killing all seven crew members. Oh, man. And one of the crew members, if I remember correctly, was a teacher. Um, I cannot remember her name. I'm trying to like, I'm over here searching because I cannot remember her name for the life of me. Krista McAuliffe. She was a teacher. She wanted to go into space. She was a high school science teacher.
2: Oh, wow. Yes.
1: And one one of the reasons why NASA was sending her to space was they are going to put a teacher on the International Space Station to teach science mm-hmm. to kids. To She had a full book of lesson plans and she was going to go to space and teach kids about space and wow. space and about uh, physics and science. Yeah. And it was something who was amazing. Like, I, I, I love that. It's just amazing. And she was tragically killed on the Challenger. Her mm-hmm. students who were watching the live footage had to watch their teacher get killed.
0: Wow, that is so tragic, but so heroic of her for even attempting that, like yeah. like the courage that it takes to go into space. Yes, and, and I,
1: I adore that. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the sweetest thing, actually, is years later, and I think it was 2016, uh, NASA took her lesson plans and astronauts on the International Space Station carried out her plans and carried out her lessons, and they filmed it, and they put it on the internet for everyone to see, which is just, she finally got to have her lessons in space. that's such a legacy. And I, yeah, I would have loved to go to space. You know, I would love to carry on her legacy and Mm -hmm. be, you know, a teacher in space and teach kids about science and teach kids about space in space, because that would just be simply fascinating. And I think that we... I think what cha- the Challenger was trying to do was to send average run-of-the-mill people into space. Mm-hmm. And I, I adore that because a lot of people like you and me never would have dream of being in space. Right. But I think the fact that they were just sending normal Joes, even though it did end in tragedy, the fact they were sending just normal citizens in this space is just amazing. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, like, those funds could have gone to someone that, you know, a child that was starving, a child that needs yeah. help. So we definitely, like, it's great that we're putting funds into the the NASA and space research. But at the same time, it's, could we put those funds somewhere else? Could we, you know, feed children, help homeless people? Like, we have enough homes on the market that were foreclosed to home Mm -hmm. the homeless population and then some. Why aren't we focusing on that? Why aren't we doing anything about that? There are people who are on the street starving, like, food stamps. Put more money into food stamps. Take care of people. Mm -hmm and then you know we can export the final frontier because what use is space going to be to us when we still have people who are living on the streets struggling to yeah. just figure out where they're going to sleep for the night
0: yeah thanks for sharing all of that <laughs> i think that your not i think your passion is so inspiring and i think that it actually is like healthy because like the the fact that you're so passionate about people and like what you just kind of talked about with like people who are hurting in our world, that's so important. But it's also important for passionate people to be passionate about something that is more fun for them or Mm -hmm. exciting to them. Because if we just focus on the negative all the time, it's really detrimental in the long run, right? So anyone who does any good in the world also has a hobby or a side passion that is something that gives them life, you mm-hmm. know? And, and for me, I see that. I see you as, like, one of the most passionate people I know, hands down, like, literally about anything. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm like, stop talking, please. <laughs> but it's all good. It's always good.
1: <laughs> Thanks.
0: Because <laughs> there's so much passion just spewing out of you all the time. And I'm like, wow, how do you get this energy? Um, Caffeine. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, but but no, but seriously, I, I do see that. And I think that it's really healthy for you and for, for people to have a passion that is... Is not necessarily related to fixing a problem or or seeing um, any significant change, but just something that is interesting to them and that kind of gives them gives them um, something to hold on to mm-hmm,
1: sometimes. Definitely.
0: Um, how would you say that space is relevant to this generation?
1: Oh, it's definitely relevant because well, when we're the next generation of, you know, NASA employees of astronauts the time is now. We are in such a, we're in this pivotal moment in history and, and humanity that we have the opportunity to go out and do such great things. Mm-hmm. I just had, I recently had like a conversation with one of my co-workers is that science and technology has come to almost a standstill. I mean, capitalism has taken over science. Like I'm, I'm going to get a little bit political and a little bit of like views, but capitalism has kind of taken over science. The fact that Apple releases a new iPhone every year, but really, is it a new iPhone? It's the same iPhone Mm -hmm. I'll buy a little bit of changes. Maybe a little bigger, maybe a little smaller, but it's the same device. Yeah. We're not progressing in technology. We're not progressing in science. We make little tiny movements and tiny steps, which I mean, granted, that's wonderful. I mean, for every one step back, you take two steps forward. And it's great that we're making these tiny steps forward, but we haven't had a great big leap in what Mm -hmm. seems like forever. So it is our job as you know the next generation to make that giant leap to find something, a lead, a passion, a something mm-hmm. to throw us forward. This is 2018 going into 2019. We're almost to 2020, but what have we done? Like we haven't changed much since the new millennial. The new millennium was such a change and such a standstill. Technology this just watching technology changes I got older was fascinating. I remember, I still remember tube TVs, like mm-hmm. these big square devices. Like it's fascinating. Now we have like so thin of flat screen TVs that are huge. I remember like the little rotary phones that you'd have to like turn the yes. number. And now we have like these cell phones that like you have the world at your fingertips. But yet we haven't made any change in what the last five years. We haven't truly made any jumps in science. I mm-hmm. mean, sure we have like You know, they're doing research on like the first human head transplant. And you have that man in Russia who made homunculi, which is quite strange. But we haven't really made any steps forward. And that's why we need more people to go into science, to explore technology in space and just explore our world and push us forward. Because what's going to happen when we don't? Yeah. We're humans. We're meant to be curious. We're meant to explore. But what are we going to do if no one chooses to explore and we're all just okay with what we already have.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I think that those are really brilliant observations. I think I definitely see what you're saying with like, like it almost seems like the, the consumer aspect of it is that, you know, there are these brands that are, that have, are, have and are perfecting what they do. And so the products that they're putting out don't necessarily seem um, that revolutionary, you know, like they Mm -hmm. don't seem that incredible because they're just kind of building off of what they have and I think that especially like we live in a world that is so fast paced that like you can scroll past some crazy invention on Twitter or Facebook and miss it and not even know that you know that there's a, a robot in the ocean right now that's, that's trying to clean up the the garbage island or you know yeah. whatever it's called so like there's so much going on that I think you're right but I also think that like we are so fast-paced that we miss a lot of these awesome things which could then mean that they're not funded enough because people aren't aware enough yeah. uh, which is another big problem is that you know a lot lar- a lot of these large companies companies, like No T Shade, but they kind of monopolize um, the industry. And so, so a lot of people who are passionate are trying to do these things and really their hope is like Kickstarter, right? Yeah. And, and if it goes viral, then awesome. And if not, then it just kind of falls by the wayside. And it's really unfortunate, but I think you're right in the sense that like, we've kind of condensed our views of progress to like, what will the next Phone be or what will my my Mac look like next? Yeah. When really we should be asking, you know, like there are big issues going on. How can science and technology help those? Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you wanted to talk a little bit about um, girls in STEM.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, it, it, as I mentioned earlier, it is twenty eighteen, and yes, there is encouragement for girls to go into science and go into technology and engineering and math and just STEM as a whole. But it's kind of strange because still, even in today's world where we're like, girls can do anything, girls are empowered. I mean, I mean, yes, there are some limits to what girls can do, but girls can do so much. Mm-hmm. But yet, whenever a girl talks about going into science, still to this day, it's just strange. I mean, we have so many female... People, people, just female heroes in mm-hmm. science. But at the same time, there's not nearly enough. I, even in 2018, when a girl says she wants to go into science, you know, it's just kind of overlooked. You don't really think about it. Like whenever someone says scientist, your brain still automatically thinks male.
0: Yeah, a man and, in a lab coat. Man in yeah. a lab
1: coat, it definitely. And I mean, for me personally, I, when I think scientist, I think of a female, but that's just because mm-hmm. I'm a female and I've become I've, so accustomed right, to that's work, your working lens, in science. Yeah. That's my lens. But girls just aren't truly encouraged to go into science. I mean, I still remember like as a kid like, when saying, I want to go into science. And they're like, oh, that's cool. But if a boy wants to go into science, oh, here's all these lab kits. Growing up, all those lab kits that you could get from scholastic were geared toward boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, even today, a lot of science like activity kits for kids or like science in general is geared towards men. Like, There's mm-hmm. so much research that can be done not just on – just the female body is just – Lacking because girls right. don't go into science. Science is a male dominated industry. And part of my language, but that's bull. Yeah. It's 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 horrible because there's I mean, females make up so much of the population, but yet science just caters more to guys. And it's yes. not mm-hmm. right. I mean, we're missing out on so much. Like think of all think of all the brilliant young girls who could possibly go in the STEM, who could possibly go into science. But are mocked for it, ridiculed by it, like made fun of by their mm-hmm. peers. Right. I mean, I'm fortunate enough that like I have such an outrageous personality that you know, if someone tries to talk me down, you know, I can get over it. I'm a yeah. lucky. But even then, like still as a child, like I felt very. If it was still detrimental, I mm-hmm. there was a few times, you know, I even considered, you know, giving up science and giving up my passion just because I was like, oh well, I'm a girl. Like, what could I do? I'm. I, but the thing is, I am a girl. I can do stuff and. I feel like definitely we need to encourage that passion in young girls and tell them that you know science and math isn't this isn't a boy's game. It's a girl can rock mm-hmm. in science and math too, and like, I mean, I, I often I oftentimes I'm like compared to Miss Frizzle and I you know yeah. I'm, <laughs>
0: Well, you do dress up as Miss Frizzle quite often. Quite so often. I, it's I, just, I, I do have a
2: picture of you <laughs> as Miss Frizzle <laughs> in my classroom.
1: So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I blame that on my parents. Thanks, mom. But <laughs> but. I mean, I'm lucky enough to, like, we have, like, figures like that. Like, girls could watch, like, The Magic School Bus and, Mm -hmm. like, watch media like that. And for me, I'm, like, kind of lucky. The fact that, like, I had, like, The Magic School Bus is something to drive me towards it. And that we have, like, female characters that are so passionate about science like recently the was it 2016 the new ghostbusters came out yeah and then you had mm-hmm. like the all-female cast of ghostbusters and one of uh, i can't remember her name but kate mckinnon played her she played this doctor the mm-hmm. doctor and she was just so passionate about science and her technology and that's the kind of stuff we need we need yeah. representation in media and motivation for girls to go into STEM. Right. we need to have more programs that like encourage them and young girls and show girls that it's okay to like like science and like math you don't have to be tied up to a household You know, having kids and being a wife, that's not what life is about. I mean, if that's what you choose to do, then go ahead, pursue that. Right, but But don't
0: buy someone else's dream. But don't buy someone else's dream. And I think that representation, obviously, is so crucial for any minority across the board. But I think that, like, representation... So, like, as a white man, like, I've got all the representation (laughs) in the world, you know, for the most part. And I think that for for men... (laughs) Um, it's, it's important to see women represented as well, especially for small boys to be like, Oh, look, there's a female scientist. That's cool because it it almost breaks the mold and and says, Oh, that's, that's what a scientist looks like, you know, without the, without the, the pronoun there.
1: Definitely. Definitely. I think that young children are just so impressionable. They look at the world and they take everything in it. And that's just, it's always fascinating. Mm -hmm. I love working with children and just watching them grow and learn because they're, they, they're so innocent and almost naive to the world they cannot do wrong they're just out there and they have this such a bright mind and this bright hope and oh my gosh something fell
2: <laughs> yikes
1: yikes oh gosh but <laughs> they look at the world and they we need to teach them that like they can do anything just that anything is possible they're so young and so impressionable we need We need to take advantage of that yes but we need to do it in such a way that helps them with right now with the media way it's going that kids are just taking in so much negativity and that influences them i see so many kids just fall off the wayside because that's what they're exposed to media shows them violence and desensitizes them to it they show like people being disrespectful and they get used to that and they think that's okay but that's not okay children are our future and science is also the future. So why don't we encourage kids to look at science and be fascinated by science, especially young girls, and see this is the future. The future is in their hands. Mm -hmm. They someday are going to inherit the world. That someday, you know, us elders, that's such a strange word to say, (laughs) elders. Eventually. Eventually we're going to pass and the world is going to be Mm -hmm. theirs. The future is in their hands. So what do they want to do with
0: it? Right. That's so powerful. Would you say that social media and the internet have contributed to a a more positive culture of science exploration for young people, specifically young girls, like, would you say it's made it easier for them to kind of buy into that environment? I'm
1: going to have to say yes and no. I am, it, I'm, social media and internet is just such a strange place. I mean, the internet as a whole, it's crazy. I mean, gosh, we couldn't imagine being internet. That's just, it's, it's such a thi- strange thing to think about. Uh-huh. But I believe social media is so powerful. It gives us a world fingertips and little girls and you know, teenage girls see that and they can see science happening at their fingertips and they can see entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs and just pe- girls doing stuff and they see, oh, they're doing that. I could do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, social media hinders them because they also see, you know, fashion models and yeah. women makeup tutorials and just... All that and
0: that kind of like reinforce the standards that they yes, feel like they're held to, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I feel like they social- are held to, honestly, yeah.
1: And I feel like that's such a you know, <laughs> I'm trying to think the words here, but it's social media is just it can be so helpful and so powerful, but at the same time, it holds so much danger, yeah. I just I'm thinking about this, and I just think of some... Oh, my gosh. It's a Disney Channel show. It's called Bizarre Vark. It's on Disney Channel. Okay. And there's a character on there. I can't remember her name, but the whole concept of Bizarre Vark is social media. It's about all these teenagers that are... Well, it's not called YouTube. It's a knockoff of YouTube. Yeah. But they're YouTubers. Knockoff YouTubers. And one of the girls on there is like a makeup guru. And they had an episode where she just trying to do something with science because a lot of her viewers looked at her as her makeup guru but never saw her as more like maybe science or working in science so she goes undercover to work at a school in a science lab with a bunch of girls and tries to learn about science these quote-unquote nerds girls and then later she finds out that these quote-unquote nerd girls are actually a huge fan of her channel she comes out of like hiding so they can work together to use science and makeup Mm -hmm. and i thought that was I don't like Disney Channel, but I thought that was just such a neat idea. Just showing that, you know, girls can be, you know, they can be pretty princesses and all their makeup. But they also can be hardcore scientists. Yeah. And that, like, standard feminine things, like makeup and hair and clothing, can also have, like, a science side to it. And I think that's something we kind of need to iterate with kids. Yeah. I mean, we have, did you know that, like, we have color-changing fabric we have color-changing fabric. We have color-changing hair dye. That hair dye that detects the temperature and changes according to that's the temperature awesome. you're supposed to. Like, I, I, the only reason I know this is because I researched, like, fashion and mm-hmm. science because, I, gosh, I think I was, like, a sophomore when I read about this. Like, that exists, but, like, we don't talk about it. But that's, that's innovation. That's science, but yeah. also beauty. And I think that's something we need to even if girls are like more into makeup and stuff like that also we need to show that to them because science and being a girl can go hand in hand not only can girls do the rugged like getting out there exploring like i want to i want to go to peru and like pet a monkey like that's science for the name of science i want to pet a monkey but (laughs) i'm gonna be immortalized by that quote right there (laughs) in the name of science (laughs) please don't (laughs) but um well
0: i think that like, like when you, right off the bat, when we started talking about social media, it made me think of like slime videos, like oh, even slime. like making slime, which is, is very stereotypical. Like, oh, like you're a 10 year old girl and you're making slime, slime. you know, but that's but science. That's, that's, science. G- that's like, chemistry. They're using, yeah, they're using like measurements and combining different elements and materials. And that's so cool. And I'm curious to see how like that culture of like slime makers grows, you yes, know, in the coming def- years. Definitely.
1: I mean, you say measurements, but like I've made slime before and it's, I just threw stuff in the cup yeah. and like oh my gosh, it just just throws. Well, stuff I'm trying to make it sound more science. I'm trying
0: to make it sound more sciencey, here, to make it sound but, more science-y yeah. but
1: science isn't always measurement. Science can also be putting Coke and Mentos into a bottle and watching <laughs> it go boom. <laughs> Which I will be
0: doing after this episode. I,
1: I kinda I kinda wanna do that again. I feel like with the cold weather though, like it, it would like if I want to see, because if it gets cold enough, like, liquids will, like, freeze instantly. I I, I, I mean, it's possible. This is Indiana. I kind of want to see, like, what happens when you, like, put mentos and Coke into a bottle and then watch it explode and fret it freeze in, like, cold weather. That would
0: be awesome. But I
1: also, like, fear there's going to be, like, ice shards of pop (laughs) flying.
0: True.
1: (laughs) Goggles. Don't try this at home, kids.
0: Speaking of shards, uh, let's talk about space garbage.
1: Space garbage. Oh, gosh. So, space garbage is pretty much um, stuff falls apart in space. We're not going to lie. Like probes fall apart, satellites fall apart, like space garbage is a thing. And it's just floating around in our atmosphere, and it's it's littering space. Can humans just not litter? Just not
0: for once. For once once in
1: our lives. Why do... I do litter humans. Litter on land. Litter, litter in, in the, the ocean. ocean. Litter in, <laughs> in
2: space. <laughs>
1: like, gosh. He, uh, you know, I know that I'm a human, but sometimes I just hate other people. Like
0: It's like that meme where he's like, I, what is it? He's like, I like don't want to be with humans anymore I or whatever. I don't want
1: to be with humans anymore. I just want to, like, gosh. You know, I physically I'm here, but mentally I'm, like, out in the middle of the Mojave Desert in a trailer yeah. by myself, avoiding all social contact. Probably like just bouncing my head Dress off the couch. Just as Miss Frizzle. as Gosh. Like, <laughs> please let it die. I'm gonna live with that for the rest of my life. Yep. Oh gosh. Now like I I just I kind of like want to.
0: And I think though I think that like like when I think of space trash I think of literally like a McDonald's wrapper like floating by. No. But I think it's more like there are like ships that or like parts of a ship. You know like when a rocket goes into space and part of it ejects or mm-hmm. it's like fuel things. Like yeah. it's more kind of like it's not like we're literally throwing like coke bottles out but it is like it's still like there has to be a more like i know that <laughs> i know that we're having enough trouble taking care of our, our own planet but there has to be a better like environmentally friendly way to like dispose of things in space right oh well, yeah well
1: right now the only way to get rid of things in space is what goes up must come down preferably not on a human's
2: mm-hmm.
1: head um a lot of times when we lose stuff in space the only way we're going to get it back is if it comes back down into our atmosphere and land yeah. somewhere hopefully in the ocean that's why you know nasa we're constantly just watching yeah. everything make sure nothing comes down and hits the populace but the thing is like there's just so much out there and we need to figure out like a way to clean it up like yeah you know, space garbage giant structure. net giant, um, a giant net um, would be perfect. in space, space. <laughs> just ideas here
2: oh gosh um, I don't know. <laughs> no but
0: i did hear something fascinating on that podcast i was telling you about that like, you know, there could be like a shard of metal that's maybe two inches long, but it moves at such an intense pace in, in space mm-hmm. that it can do some serious damage to like a ship or, you know, if you're an astronaut outside and you get struck with with even the smallest space garbage, like it could, it could seriously like end your life. Yeah. Like, it's an intense problem. It
1: is. And the reason, well, the reason why, because space is a vacuum. There is mm-hmm. no air. There is no, there's no friction that things can just plummet by, and there's nothing that's going to stop them because yeah. there's nothing out there to stop them. That's why you can't take your helmet off in space because it's a vacuum. Your head would just go, pop. Yeah. I, I wish I could make a pop noise with like, my mouth. Bop. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 but it's 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 a thing. There's just nothing stopping in space, but obviously, like, that stuff comes at you. You're, you're dead. You're, yeah. you're gone. That was like, oh, God. Imagine going to space and like exploring everything, and you die because you got hit by a piece of, a too much piece of metal. Yeah. Like, that god that'd be horrible
0: like you made it to mars you made it to
1: mars but you died because of that space. shank trash. in
0: space gotcha <laughs> shank in <laughs> shanked space- in space my autobiography that's i guess biography because i'd be dead <laughs>
1: <laughs> god like you know i like to talk about wanting to go to space but you know that's how i would die i would get killed by space yeah. garbage and then like what are you supposed to do like on it I've, i haven't done much research into this because it's morbid but like what do they do with dead bodies in space like, or just just leave my corpse. Is there the just
0: like a shoot that you just kind of like, like send <laughs> it? it just,
1: out of <laughs> the space. Oh gosh, imagine how horrible that would be. I like, just like, like dead bodies yeah. just floating around in space.
0: Like zoom, and they're just like, and it's just like.
1: <laughs> but like, if you like release the body in the space, like the pressure would just. The body yeah. would, oh gosh, it would just like exp- uh, <laughs>
0: explode. I don't like this, but I also love this. This
1: <laughs> like guts floating yes. around his face. Oh gosh, now this is this is what Hollywood doesn't show you. <laughs>
0: Killed by a floating spleen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is or different... like
0: worse, I mean, it wouldn't make it through the atmosphere, but like you're like laying <laughs> out in your pool and then <laughs> someone's liver just hurtles down through the sky.
1: Oh no, no, it would be like a, f- no, because it once it gets to the atmosphere, like it gets so super heated from yeah. like going so fast, it would become a fireball, <laughs> a fireball spleen. But I mean, like I feel like by the time it would like hit earth, it would like, like burn oh, yeah. to a crisp and it would just be nothing but that. Yeah, add. it would
0: land on your grill and you'd be like, oh, <laughs> well, hamburger. Yeah,
1: tastes like pig.
0: Oh,
2: God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is factually correct. Oh, gosh, why do I know this? Is factually correct because scientists have interviewed cannibalistic tribes and asked them, what does human taste like? Human DNA is so closely related to swine DNA that human meat is a sweet meat. Therefore, no, we do not taste like chicken. <laughs> we, we taste like pig. And I don't... That's... I am cursed with that knowledge and Mm -hmm. I can't get rid of it.
0: (laughs) And with that, we're going to go into the lightning round. So I have some really quick questions for you that I didn't give you. So I'm going to ask that you answer as quickly as possible. And if you need to explain, we'll explain. So my first question, this is tough. I, I don't think I would be, I would know what to say. So my first question is, what is your favorite constellation?
1: Ha ah. oh my, my brain just <laughs> thought of that stupid vine was like so that's the little dipper, what do we say? Yee ye what well, that's the big dipper, what do we say? Yee, yee, <laughs> yee. <laughs> that's like my brain was that I am.
0: Like if Vine is your favorite constellation. <laughs> wow. Uh, the youth
1: oh gosh uh andromeda is my favorite um because if you look at the andromeda constellation you can see the andromeda galaxy and being oh, able to see the andromeda galaxy during november which I've, I've got to see it with my naked eyes because i don't have a telescope sadly mm-hmm. I'm gonna start a kickstarter get clearly a telescope <laughs> let's do it But oh my gosh it is gorgeous and just knowing there's like another galaxy yeah, so you can out there see another galaxy yes That's really it's ah cool. oh, i love it
0: um if you could be anything space related and just be out there in space like a planet a star a probe what would you be and why
1: uh, I would be I would be a star because people would look up at me and think I'm like oh my gosh it's so cool and then I would die in a big fiery death <laughs> and, then, and then create a black hole <laughs> it's
0: pretty epic <laughs> pretty epic <laughs> die a fiery
1: death <laughs> I become a black hole and absorb everything around me
0: um, if you, okay, so you're an astronaut in space mm-hmm. and you're looking out the window of your spaceship and you see someone floating by. Who is it?
1: Miss Frizzle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in or out of the school bus? Out of the
1: school, out of the school bus. Did you not see that episode? Like, Janet, you dumb. God, get
0: it! <laughs> um, that's the one where his head just like turns to ice. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's the
1: one where, like, yeah, Arnold takes his helmet off. A uh-huh. in, like, in, like a moment of suicide. Like, I can't yes, take this. I
0: know, and you're like, he
1: he'd rather oh take dang. off, he rather take off his helmet than, like deal with his cousin, which is like, I don't Relatable. get that. I love oh. my cousin, but at the same time, like, I could, if it was my sister, I get that. I totally get that. Now there was like an episode, like, like Janet, like Miss Frizzle detached from the school bus because she was like trying to fix the school bus, and she just um. floated away, and everyone's like, oh my god, <laughs> we killed our teacher. <laughs>
0: if you this is kind of a yes or no if you could go into space knowing that you're just going to keep going but you would never come back you just keep going and exploring would you do it
1: yes in a heartbeat i i mean i want I have a disregard for earth i don't like it here <laughs> but on the same time spending the rest of my life exploring and just exploring and exploring and learning and learning more that would just that would be amazing like i i people are like i wouldn't want to come home i like i'm sure i would miss my family yeah. like and i would miss my friends but also but, you're
0: flying past stars every yes, day yes
1: and you just you see so much and take in so much like i would love that like gosh like sorry mom but bye <laughs>
0: yeah okay um two more questions and they're both related to food Ooh. Okay. um have you ever tried astronaut food
1: no I, I want to i have not um astronaut food i guess i should probably explain for anyone who doesn't know is dried It's dried. It's packaged, Mm -hmm. -packaged, pre-packaged, and they come in, like, these, like, I guess, like, little aluminum packages, Mm kind of, like, you know, dried craisins that we have down here, and they just rip it open, and they let the food, they just kind of eat the food, and it's just, it's so Yeah, just kind of,
0: like, floating around. Yes, and, like,
1: when you, and when you try to, like, drink anything, like, you have to keep the drinks in, like, pouches with, like, straws, because, like. (laughs)
0: Like Lane's Pouch in (laughs) SRTL. Like Lane's Pouch (laughs) in
1: expert. yes, because liquid, like, since there's no, gravity liquid just turns into little bubbles and like little pots and just floats around so you'd have to like sit there if you the liquid got out of the pouch it would just float around and like hit like a motherboard or something and then your motherboard would be fried oh my
2: gosh
1: (laughs) thanks thanks joe your coffee room in the motherboard But yeah, like, I think that's just, it's so cool. I want to try yeah. space food.
0: Yeah. If you've never watched videos of, of astronauts eating space food, I actually just watched one of them like drinking various liquids yes. and they're just like doing somersaults, I drinking I, it. I, um, I could, I could
1: like, drink like, what, like Capri Sun in space. Yes.
0: That'd be yes! so cute. So my last question is, okay, so we're talking about going on a never ending space mission. Mm-hmm. What is what, what's one food you would bring with you, but it has to be an astronaut form. It has
1: to be astronaut form. Um, who? Chocolate. Really? Yes, I love chocolate. I a dark chocolate. Hershey's dark chocolate, and mm-hmm. like, cause I mean, I mean it's solid, so like, I I I don't know, could it go to space? Maybe I would. I I have to look this up. Chocolate in space? I, had, I hope it's yeah, a thing. I hope I had, it's
0: a thing. That's your homework. Uh, yes, that's the teacher and homework. me. <laughs> do you have any final words?
1: Um, go explore space. Um, I, I I gosh, explore space. Go out and do something. Like, the world isn't your oyster. Like. Turn it into a pearl. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like if you're listening to this, chances are very li- like chances are very likely that you're on your phone. Yes. So just open up a new tab, search space, click on Wikipedia, and let the rabbit hole work its magic. Oh, work yes. your way down. Yes, the find out hole. something new. Yeah, find a reason to care because I know that it seems far away, but it really is relevant to what we're doing and here today.
1: Support NASA, please, for the love of God, support NASA. The government isn't putting any money in the space funding. When Trump thinks about space, he wants to send people... He wants to make a Space Force. Space Force, Space Force, ah! No, that was... Who was it, like JFK, that wanted to make a Space Force? Like, this is not Star Wars, despite how much we want Yoda to be alive. This is not Star Wars. We don't need to have a Space Force Mm -hmm. for... But support NASA, please. They're underfunded. We need more funding than NASA. Like, also help, like, the poor homeless kid. You, You know who I'm talking about, that poor homeless guy you see on the side of the road. Help him. But also support NASA support space and talk about science please in a world that doesn't believe in global warming support science go to the march for sciences i know for i know for one i'm going to be at the next march mm-hmm. for science and you can bet your bottom dollar. I'm gonna be at their dresses, Miss Frizzle, toting a sign. Yes. Support science for the love of God and learn, learn more about science. Global warming is real. The moon landing was real. Everything is real. No, JFK is not stuck on the moon. Please, just go out and learn. <laughs>
0: learn. I love that. That's the best takeaway. Learn. Yes. Yeah. Learn. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, Chloe. This has been such a good chat and I'm really excited for people to learn. Like you have so much to say and I'm really (laughs) excited for people to hear it. So thanks for coming on.
2: Thanks.
0: (laughs) And this has been a big mood. Yay! When you mentioned Star Wars The other day i think it was monday i walked into class and i was wearing my green like robe thing (laughs) and someone was like you look like yoda
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i was like confidence have you seen wait oh i need to like find this have you seen a white yoda
0: no yes it
1: is the worst thing you'll ever see white yoda it's wait maybe i have i feel like you ever want to see white yoda but (laughs) there he is
0: oh no his actual flesh color (laughs)
1: nope